happy you're here. Welcome to Chai Beauty, where I get to share my thoughts, my dreams, my aspirations, my visions for the future. And guess what? You get to be along for this journey because we are in this together. So let's begin. The first thing I want to talk about is a book. It's called The Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery by Ian Morgan Crone and Susan Stable. The reason I chose this book is to love their neighbor, you have to love yourself and you have to know who you are. So I'm going to read the beginning. The Road Back to You, the Enneagram uncanny accuracy in describing how human beings are wired both positive and negative has spiked its popularity in recent years. Although others have explored its connection with Christianity spiritually, not until Egan Moore Crow and Susan Stable forged their approach in this book, it has there been such a practical, comprehensive, and approachable way of accessing the Enneagram wisdom. So how do we use this wisdom? First, you have to figure out what are the personality types? There's actually nine. The first one, the perfectionist. Ethical, dedicated, reliable. They're motivated by a desire to live the right way, improve the world, and avoid faults and blame. That sounds like a great person. The helper, warm, caring, and giving. They're motivated by a need to be loved and needed and to avoid acknowledging their own needs. The performer, successful, oriented, image conscious, and wired for productivity. They are motivated by a need to be or to appear to be successful and to avoid failure. The romantic, creative, sensitive, moody. They're motivated by a need to be understood experience their oversight feelings and avoid being original, you know? I'm a cool kid. The investigator, analytical, detached, and private. They are motivated by need to gain knowledge, conserve energy, and avoid relying on others. The loyalists, committed, practical, witty. They are worst case scenario thinkers who are motivated by fear and the need for security. Type seven, the enthusiast. Fun, spontaneous, adventurous. They're motivated by need to be happy, to plan simultaneous experience and to avoid pain. The challenger, commanding, intense, confrontational. They're motivated by need to be strong and avoid feeling weak. The peacemaker. Pleasant, laid back, accommodating. They're motivated by need to keep the peace, merge with others and avoid conflict. Now that you know, which one do you think you are? that you have had time to think about it, we're going to go to the second part, the triads. 
The three numbers on the Enneagram are divided in three triads. Three in the heart or feelings, three in the head or fear, three in the gut or anger. Each are driven by a different cause or root. The anger or gut triad. Eight, nine, one. Eight externalize it. Nine forgets it. One internalize it. The feeling or heart triad. Two, three, four. They're driven by two focus on outwards of the feelings of others, three, having trouble recognizing their own feelings or other people's feelings, four, concentrates their attention inward on their own feelings, fear or head triad, five, six, and seven, five, externalize it, six, internalize it, seven, forgets it, So, are you anger, feelings, or fear? What drives you? So, have you thought? Have you pondered your core number? What is your personality type? Now, this is the complicated part, and I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible, but if you get confused, definitely rewind. So with your core number, you have three other attributes to it. The wing, the stress, and security. The wing, the wing is the number that is closer to your core numbers. So if you're one, it's a nine and a three. If you're a two, it's a one or three. If it's a three, it's a two or a four. If it's a four, it's a three or five. If it's a five, it's a four or six. If it's a six, it's a five or seven. If it's a seven, it's a six or an eight. If it's an eight, it's a seven or a nine. If it's a nine, it's an eight or one. Whew, that was a lot of numbers. But I was about to give you a little beatbox, but I decided not to do that for you. Understand? So that means it's like your job depends on it. So we'll start at the beginning. Your stress number for a one is a four. Your stress number for a two is an eight. Your stress number for a three is a nine. Your stress number for a four is a two. Your stress number for a five is a seven, your stress number for a six is a three, your stress number for a seven is a one, your stress number for eight is a five, and your stress number for a nine is a six. What do you think? You're getting it? Now, when you're secure, you're happy, you move towards another number. And the security number indicates the type your personality moves towards and draws energy and resources for, for, where you're focused. So if you're a one, you're healthy when you're a seven. When you're a two, you're healthy when you're a four. 
When you're a three, you're healthy. When you're six, when you're four, you're healthy. When you're one, when you're a five, you're healthy. When you're eight, when you're a six, you're healthy. When you're a seven and you're healthy, you move towards a five. And when you're eight and you're healthy, you move towards a two. And when you're a nine, you move towards a three. And in our self-discovery, we want to move towards those numbers of security. But we want to be self-aware of our stressors. Like, what what do we move towards and how we can counteract those? We now will begin with the deadly sins. Each of these nine personalities deal with the deadly sins. Ones are anger, twos are pride, threes are deceit, four is envy, five is advice, six is fear, seven is gluten, eight is lust, and nine is sloth. And you're thinking, okay, what does that mean? For one, your anger can be smothering in resentment because no one, no one, not yourself or anyone, can hold up to your high standards. Two, you're to believe you're indispensable. You believe if you cater to everyone, you will be needed and that they will have to continue to hold on to you. Three, you have built this image and this appearance around yourself that you even believe it yourself. So sometimes you're asking yourself, who am I? Four, you believe that you're missing something. You believe that you're not complete. You don't understand why all these other people are super happy. Fives, you try and you try to believe you are enough and you have all the answers and you're independent. Six, you you fear worst case scenarios that you don't even try. Seven, you avoid painful experiences. You try to be satisfied, but you never truly are. Eight, you have lust. You want everything. You confront everything. There is no time for you to let your guard down and breathe. Nine, your priorities, your time to management, your personal personal belief, your personal development. What about you? What do you want to do in your life? What do you see for yourself? So what am I? I'm a seven. I have a fear of missing out. FOMO, just in case you didn't know. I'm optimistic by fault. I'm popular and I have a lot of friends. <laughs> Not really, but okay. 
I would quickly get bored with the same routine and try new things. Life is better than people imagine and it's all about how you explain things to yourself. I don't like it when people have expectations of me. Sometimes I'm so eager for the future I can hardly wait for it to get here. Those are the things I agree with. Some of the things I don't agree with. I can't have a heavy conversation with people. I understand the value of others. I meditate. I think. I ponder. What is my wing, you're wondering? Well, my wing can either be a six or eight. Mine's a six. These sevens are more subtle than other sevens. Fueled by the conscious of the six, they give both projects and people more time before moving on to the next thing. These sevens are sensitive and a bit more anxious, but they are successful using charm to disarm. Once they commit to a relationship, they have a good chance of staying connected and working out challenges in it. These sevens are loyal to family and friends. They are funny, entertaining, and accepting of others. When I am a seven in stress, I'm a one. I'm a stressed out one in pressure. I'm analytical. It's a checklist. We got to get it done. We got to do it fast and we got to do it furious. On my checklist, it has to get done by the end of the day. And everyone must stay out my way. My emotions are off and the goal is set. However, when I'm secure, well, you see, I started a podcast. I share my ideas. I explore deeper thoughts. I explain and I experienced life with all five senses. Love is at the end of the chapter. It starts with this quote. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them, we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflections of ourselves we find in them. Thomas Merton. So back to the beginning. To love thou neighbor. Do you love your neighbor because you see yourself in them or do you love them for who they are? Do you hold them to the expectations they hold themselves or do you hold them to your own? To give advice is not to give the advice you give for yourself, but to give advice to the person that asks for the advice. So I would never give people advice on what I would do in their situation. I will only give them advice on things they would do in this situation because to love my neighbor is to walk next to them. To love my neighbor is to take a step and understand my nine personality types and figure out which one is mine and to understand where I'm going and where I'm coming from. To love thou neighbor is to understand what love is. So after you have read the book, post and comment on Twitter and Instagram to have a deep conversation with me.